I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Alessandra Thompson. She is a 26-year-old real estate investor and analyst for Yerusi Holdings, as well as a managing member of Authentic Acquisition. So uh, first of all, Alessandra, thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on here. Awesome. So I would just love it if you'll kind of tell us your story, tell us, you know, your background and then how you got into real estate and, and you know, sort of we'll talk about whatever comes out of that. Yeah. Um, so I am originally from California and I was started with a marketing background and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do, but something that I always wanted was definitely the geographical time and financial freedom to just be able to kind of do what I want to do when I want to do it. And it wasn't until around COVID hit that I was just like, not very happy, especially driving in California in the traffic, I was spending too much time. And I was just like, what do I want out of my life? And it was when COVID happened that I was able to just kind of take a breath and just be like, what is it that I want to do? And I had this opportunity to move to Florida. I was just visiting my brother, but I ended up staying for the entire summer. He was doing door-to-door uh, -door sales, selling solar panels. And I was just like, I might as well just make some money as well. So I was doing both the jobs. And um, it was when I moved back home that I was like, okay, I can finally, I was look, always looking for some sort of outlet to just like, how can I find my financial freedom? And I always looked into stocks or drop shipping and then real estate kind of came up and I always wanted to just rent one uh, an, or like a duplex out, rent one side out, live in the other. And I had this opportunity to do that. And I was just like, I don't really want to get rid of all of my capital on this. So I eventually streamed into like multifamily and skipped over all of like the flipping and because I really wanted to just replace my W-2 income. And so when Clubhouse started, I was able to just kind of jump on and get into different chat rooms and just kind of ask all of the questions that I wanted to know. There's some of them very silly, but glad that I asked them anyways, because I was able to just like network with a lot of different people. I was jumping on the phones. I was always listening to podcasts. I was reading books and I kind of just took it to the next level. I was like, okay, I really want to do this with my life. And I met Jason and Peely, who are my mentors and people that I work with now. And they told me if I was ever in Nashville, Tennessee, just to let them know. And I, uh, the next day just drove out there and I was just like, okay, I'm going to put myself in this position. And the worst that can happen is that I just drive back home. And so I met them in person, I had coffee with them and they said uh, their assistant had to go back home. So they were able to just have this open position for me if I wanted it. And I was still trying to do my W2 job and work with them. And I was just like, okay, I can't put my focus into both of these things and I need to just like take this risk and do multifamily. And so I started working with them. I quit my W2 job and I have just been working with them ever since. I got my first 36 unit property last July 
um, and then just continuing to scale my portfolio from there. But it's just been such a great learning lesson and a challenge. And I absolutely love the space. Awesome. Awesome. I think, I mean, really a lot we can talk about there. I, I think <laughs> what, one thing, you're, you're still young. And I think the fact that at such a young age, you, I don't feel like a lot of people already know, oh, I want financial time freedom, you know, I don't think a lot of people necessarily have that mentality, or maybe that's a generational thing. A lot of people of my generation don't didn't have that at, at 2025. So what, how did you get into that? Like, what, what gave you that idea? What, get, what started you on that mindset? Is that something that you just kind of always had? Or did it come from family? How, how did that come up? I think it's just because my family, they were able to travel a lot when we were younger and I got used to this, like my dad was a movie producer, so we'd go and live with him on set sometimes. And I just never felt, I never wanted to feel confined to like working in an office, especially with the traffic. I would, I would drive like two hours home every single day to go like nine miles in California. And I was just like getting home exhausted and being like, I'm not happy. This is not what I want to be doing. And so I like looked for every single opportunity to replace that income and just find another way. And something else that just really drives me is that my dad, he passed away about three or four years ago and he was working until the day he passed away. And that just like very, like, really upset me. And it was something that I didn't want to have for my life or not be able to spend enough time with my future family. Like I just, it's not something that I wanted. So something I, I did a lot of exploring before I fell into multifamily. Like I, I seriously, like I'm glad that I enjoy it because it's and something that I'm good at because I don't know if I could do the whole nine to five. I mean, I could, but it's just not in the cards for me to be able to live out some of the dreams that I want to live. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's fantastic that you figured it out or like, basically you've got a head start on probably, well, 90% of people don't do this at all. So they, you've got a head start even on the 10% that do in a lot of, in a lot of aspects. So that's awesome. And, it, and I think, you know, I always find everybody I talk to, our backgrounds impact us, right? They impact how we look at life. So if you were traveling a lot and, you know, got to kind of experience that lifestyle, and then the idea of having a nine to five job with two, uh, two weeks off a year is just, it's not appeal. It's not appealing anyway, but it's like it's really not appealing if that's not what you. Yeah, I just felt very like, trapped in a way where I just wasn't able to just. I just didn't even know what I wanted to do or what I was enjoying. I wanted. I want to be able to like enjoy and keep growing and learning. And this is something that just provides that for me. And I, I love the space. The skills needed are like the skills are so useful as well. Just within like raising capital or asset management, like you can apply these things to a lot of. Uh, just everything. And I, I'm absolutely in love with the space. Yeah. Awesome. And I, I think um, I can attest that uh, you do have to drive a long time in the car to go a short distance in California. I live in Los Angeles, so I know what that, uh, you do. What that I commute do that. can do. To, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the commute's bad. It's much better to uh, be able to work from home or work very, very close to home is, is kind of how I've tried to structure things. It, it is yeah. tough. Where do you live in California? I didn't even know that. Uh, in Atwater Village, so just uh, yeah, like right by Glendale, right by the Griffith between Griffith I, Park and Glendale. I live in, um, Eagle Rock, 
So oh, awesome. So not, with not very far away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not very far away. Now you're, now you're in Nashville. Yeah. 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 Nashville, I hear the people complaining sometimes about the traffic to go like 30 minutes. I'm like, that is right. seriously a dream. I, I'm it's right. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, yeah, pe most people don't understand what it, what it, it real, how bad it really is. So that if you, if you aren't here to experience it, it it's brutal. I know. Um, tell me about Clubhouse. I am so, on Clubhouse. I have tried to, I have gotten on there. I've listened. I've never said anything. I've, I have not spent a lot of time, so I have not made good use of it. But but tell me about it. Tell me, tell me what you did, and maybe even tell tell people what they can do yeah. to sort of help themselves. By how do you use Clubhouse to your advantage? I think that being able to like, I feel like I maybe it was helpful for me because I it was right when Clubhouse started, and I had all this time that I was just like okay, I have this opportunity to just like, you could raise your hand and go up on stage and join these small rooms. And I was able to just like connect with people. And I always came to the stage having some sort of like questions to just start a conversation for everyone to just kind of understand. And a lot of the people that I spoke to on the phone, they always noticed that I was like always in the rooms, like for, I was like, just it's as background, just always. And Peely, every time she saw me she's like i recognize that you're just always in the same rooms as me and i, I would follow her into there and <laughs> just get like specific questions advice and um that's when i just started building these relationships with people that i still talk to today because i'm able to just be like hey here's what i'm doing hey do you, i have a question on this loan or i have a question on this problem that i'm facing like it's it's just you make that I really think that your network is your net worth, like how, how they say it's what's going to help you grow. It's the people that you partner with and who you team up with. So I just used it as somewhat a place for me to just continue educating myself, hearing other people's stories, joining. Like, I really love when people would break down a deal. It's just interesting to hear all of the terms and then everything kind of just comes together and then just networking off of there. I'm actually not on there anymore, but I think that it's, I, I should probably join some more rooms, but I think that <laughs> what I needed, like I, I got what I needed and like I was able to meet the people that I work with. And now I just, I don't know, the t I, I probably do have the time, but um, yeah. But you, you said you got what you needed, but I don't, I don't see it that way so much. I think you did what you needed, right? You yeah. did, you got on there, you, you, had focused questions to ask in the appropriate rooms you <laughs> apparently stalked peely but <laughs> we, we won't use that word but you followed yeah. in clubhouse rooms but also then you said you just got up and drove from florida to tennessee one day to, to meet with them so i mean I, like these are really really good lessons for people yeah, I think it just starts with just like taking action. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I even was afraid, but at, at the end of the day, I was just like, again, if the worst thing that happens is that I drive home, then that's something that I'm willing right. to take the risk because I, I feel like having a strong purpose and a why is something that's going to drive you to be able to do these things. And a lot of people let fear stop them and let all of these circumstances get in the way. But I think if you just take action, that's what's going to get you to where you want to be, even if it's going to take a while, if you're like consistent with what you're doing, then that's what's just going to get you closer and closer to your goals. So I just looked at it in that mindset where I'm just like, that's not an option for me not to get to where I want to go. And if this is something that 
could lead to something, then I'm going to take it. And yeah. Yeah. And, but that's, that's exactly it, right? That's, that's fantastic advice for anyone essentially trying to achieve anything. It's like, don't, don't, you, you can find excuses. You can find reasons not to do it. You can find, you know, all of the limiting beliefs they're, they're in everyone's head. It's just a matter of sort of blocking them out and just doing it anywhere. Maybe don't block them out. Maybe you're just like, I'm going anyway. I'm not going to, I'm going to give this a shot. And if it works out awesome, like, and if it doesn't, and, but I think people always think about the, well, what if it doesn't work? And then you hear, you know, sort of the, the mindset shift is what if it does work? And, and you're yeah. a perfect example of that. Like you were, you took a risk, you drove up there and now you're in a really good position. So let's talk about that a little bit. What do you, I, I want to talk about kind of what you do for them, but I also want to talk about this 36 unit uh, as well. So you can start wherever you like, but I think both of those will be cool to, to talk about. Yeah, so I started working with them last March. It's almost my year anniversary. And I, of course, I like knew just what I learned, but I realized that having to be on the forefront and gain that experience like firsthand has been the most valuable for me to just understand what I'm doing, especially like going on site and actually speaking to the brokers myself. Like I, I think that having that experience is what's going to just keep pushing you farther along into the journey. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just started underwriting and then I started learning the asset management. And then I started to just speak to people, reach out to people that I know to just start raising capital as well. I think that my sweet spot lies in the asset management. That's my favorite part. I just love speaking to contractors. I like having the operations and speaking to the property management groups and just like figuring everything out and just putting the business plan together. Um, I'm working on the investor raising. I think it, it's definitely my biggest challenge, but it's something that I'm still, um, I like to, I wear many hats. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and I, I know that from personal experience, it's sort of yeah. <laughs> a lot of emails with your name on it. And can you handle yeah. this? Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. And I, I, uh, am with you. I also enjoy asset management the most mm. and I find I find capital raising to be the biggest struggle. I think that's a, uh, I, I think it probably most people, it's like you're sort of one or the other. You have, uh, yeah. although Jason seems to be good at both, but it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a somewhat personality type, probably, I, I would assume. So, um, okay, so tell us about that, that 30, it's 36 unit, right? It's 36 units. Yeah. So we, um, we got it through a lender relationship. The lender actually lived over in Little Rock. He was raised there. And there was this property that was on the MLS that was marked as uh, residential because it was five different buildings on one parcel. And so no one was going to purchase from the MLS like a 36 unit. And so he sent it over to us. We reached out and got the financials. Um, it was, uh, it's in like the main downtown area. It's in a really nice neighborhood. It was like uh, rents could be getting like 975. So, and they were at like 650 right off the main street. Um, a lot of them were on month to month leases and we just started to clean up the tenant base and implement the business plan. Um, the units are all one bedroom. They're 850 square feet. So they're huge. There's some opportunity to just turn some of them into two bedrooms, uh, the property management group wasn't doing their best. Um, we actually 
hired another property management group and had to already replace that one as well. So I really think property management group is your best team member and yeah. things are running smoothly now. Uh, but we, uh, we financed it with the local bank. Arkansas has the, um, sorry, it's a state that has, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Um, can we cut this part out? <laughs> we, yeah, we, uh, we can get sorry. edited out. I just kind of freaked out for a second. Anyways, um, we found that Arkansas has the most density of banks in any state. So a lot of the community banks just wanted to finance the deal. And we did a loan to cost loan and we just started to clean up the exterior and they, we found tax credits. I'm so sorry, I'm really ruining this. <laughs> You're fine, dude, don't worry about it at all. You're doing fine. <laughs> How I, I, I wouldn't notice. <laughs> How in depth do I need to get here? Are you allowed, are you able to cut this part out? Because I'm panicking. <laughs> Let's pause for a minute. Okay. Would you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your 36 unit, please? Yeah. So the 36 unit was we were told by our lender. He used to, he grew up in the area in Little Rock, Arkansas, and he it was on the MLS. He found it from a friend of his. And he sent over the property and the financials and we were able to just kind of take a look at it and see that it was in one of the most desirable areas in little rock and a lot of the units were on month to month leases and 250 dollars below market and we were able to just go in there and get it financed through a community bank because arkansas has the most density of banks in or in all of the united states and we were able to just go in there and we faced a lot of challenges with our property management group. We had a lot of mold removal and title issues and we've already been through two property management companies and we just were able to implement an energy efficiency program and start turning all of the units and we're just replacing all of the new contracts. And yeah, it's been going really well. We're almost fully leased in there. We're actually heading there next week. It's gonna be Pretty exciting. I'm I'm loving it. See, I'm loving watching it all come together. Yeah, I'm sure. And I, I think there's a really couple good like lessons right there. One is how much relationships matter. You said before your net worth being your or your network being your net worth. And it's true. It's uh my first deal came through a property manager that I had been, you know, sort of communicating with. So it you know, just having that lender relationship, that's that's helpful. And then so that deal was listed on the MLS, which is, it's not a place that people really look for multifamily, right? It's kind of like, yeah, so no one's really the norm. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to <laughs> escape some of the competition that goes along with multifamily, it, it, sort of looking in those less known places is good and finding those, those little opportunities. I, I don't know if you ever looked at, um, you know, kind of MLS listings around Los Angeles, but there's there's stuff on the MLS all the time that are like smaller multifamilies, and I I see probably one in twenty that it, it seems it's listed by a residential broker and they don't actually know what it's what it's worth. Know. So yeah. it's it's an interesting uh, an interesting yeah. opportunity that I I plan to eventually take advantage of. But it's it, it it just it just goes to show you like if you look in the the less you know kind of picked over places, then you, you can find some opportunities there. So that's a really cool, I think, lesson for people to know and, and just, you know, building those relationships. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, 
Alessandra, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk. Let me ask you the questions that I like to ask each guest. Um, and the first one is related to the name of the show being Know Your Why. And so what is your why? What, what drives you? Um, my why, I've kind of touched on it, but it's just to have geographical time and financial freedom. And I just really want to be able to spend my time with my family and my friends being able to do what I would like to do when I want to do it on my own terms and just be able to live comfortably. I don't need like a lot of money, but I just want to be able to be able to do the things I love doing and um, spending time with the ones I love. Cause I, like I said, like I didn't have that with my own family sometimes and it's just time moves quickly. So I just want to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. I, 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 uh, I train residents and interns and so they're, you know, younger veterinarians and I, I, I talk to, they must be sick of listening to me, but I'm like, look, you're like, time is your friend. Like if you start thinking about this stuff now, you, you don't have to, you don't have to play catch up. You don't have to, it's, it, it's just using that, you know, compounding effect of time and getting invested in some way, whether that's actively or passively, I think it's just, it's so important. It's not a thing that, that most people get to learn about at a young age. So I think it's, it, that's really yeah. cool. And I think that's uh, why it's so great that like multifamily is able to provide that, not just for the operators, but also the people that you care about, you're able to just give them that opportunity to invest alongside you. So they're able to also achieve their own goals and reach that financial freedom for themselves. So I think it's, that's why I love the space so much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a very exciting to, I mean, all, all the investors are important, but it's, to me, it's ex more exciting to bring people that don't come from money and have maybe struggled and bring them up, you know, from their better, their financial position than it is to make wealthy people even wealthier. Uh, it's all just, <laughs> it's all part of it. But I think, you know, being able to do that with, with, you know, sort of your, your core group is, is really nice to sort of have that as a, almost like a partnership, whether they're passive or active, it's, it's very cool. Um, okay, second question, tell us something about yourself that is not common knowledge. Most people don't know, maybe that's a, uh, a hobby or a special skill or something like that. Oh my goodness. Um, I, um, I do adult gymnastics. I love gymnastics and I've been taking a bunch of classes and just trying to get more flexible and agile and I love just moving my body and being active and boxing like I just love going outside and just being outside yeah going out there I love traveling awesome. yeah I don't know <laughs> did you do did you do gymnast gymnastics as a child and you've just continued or you like started that recently I did it yeah I did it growing up and then I stopped and then I restarted again and I found like a new love for it and passion for just being able to because you just kind of forget to do those things and like time passes and it just, it's so relaxing and nice to be able to just feel like you're back in that time again. It's, it's yeah. refreshing. Well, and it's, it's another, you know, sort of facet of that time and financial freedom is it's like you, you do in life, you get caught up in all the you know work, 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 work. But once you can take back control of your time, part of that is you can put in the things that you you like doing that you got away from right it's just like those yeah. 
things like gymnastics for you. I, I used to, I used to play guitar. Like I haven't played guitar in years, but like, like things like that, that I'm like, I, I look forward to doing. I know people forget about it too. too. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It feels like you're like missing a little part of your young adulthood and childhood. And I just think it's able to just like bring you back and realize like what's important and what you actually enjoy doing instead of just like having this work, work, work mindset all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. Uh okay. How can people reach you if they want to reach out to you after hearing this? What's the what's the best way? Uh, they can email me at alice at authenticacquisition.com or they can find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's a great place to just start a conversation, but I have a, I'll also send you over my Calendly link. I love just hopping on the phone call and being able to provide a value to other people that are looking to get started or someone that just has any questions. Like I'm always just there to help. So yeah. Okay, great. And we'll put that stuff in the show notes. Um, last question for you is what piece of advice would you give to someone? It's hard to say someone younger, but someone, uh, <laughs> uh maybe a year ago in their journey, uh, what, what would you tell them to do is, is, you know, kind of motivation to get them started? I would say, don't let fear drive you. I think it, you should just be able to focus on yourself and your goals and be, and just take action. Don't let fear stop you from doing what you want to be doing. I think it's, there's so much reward in just getting out of your comfort zone and just like purposely making yourself feel uncomfortable because it'll help you grow in the end. And I think that that's what's helped me just get to where I need to be because I wouldn't have done anything if I had this voice in the back of my head saying, you can't do this or you're like all these self-limiting beliefs. I just have to, all right, I'm just going to take action and see where it goes. So just get started. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome advice. Uh, I think, and you're a perfect example. I mean, I think that's a, a thing that you hear out there a lot. People say it, you just take action, you know, just get started, blah, blah, blah. But I, I mean, you, you really sort of hit it and outlined exactly, almost exactly how to do it, right? Someone, someone in your position getting started, like these are the things that you need to do and, uh, and you just did them. So I think it's, it's kudos to you. It's fantastic. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'll, thank you. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Well, with that, we will sign off. Have a good day, everyone. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.